three, two, one. Welcome to another episode. Today we are going to be discussing how to restart your investments at 50. And this is a question that came to me by a couple of friends that were in the Facebook pages. And they had seen my most recent episode on investing and tax plans 101. And, you know, I see this all the time, unfortunately, where you walk into Walmart and the older generation is sitting there working in their 70s and 80s, and not necessarily because they want to. It's because we have a large gap in our country's ability to teach people financial education. And financial education is one of those things that's really important and pretty basic. It's not too hard to understand that if you make investments, that there is something called compounding interest, and over time, value of money can increase in assets to build wealth over a long period of time. And the problem with most people that are sitting at these later stages in life is they just never learned what it meant to build wealth. And that that education is unfortunately not taught at any of the schools. Well, I can't say not any of the schools. I'm sure there's a couple rare schools out there that are doing a good job and teaching kids what it means to invest. But that is very, very rare. and so I think one of, the, one of the main reasons I decided to do the investing and taxes is because I think most of this stuff is pretty simple. It's just understanding your money flow, understanding what a savings plan is, and understanding uh, what tax shelters are. And if you understand those, those things, anybody can build wealth. Anybody can. And the first thing that I want to say is just because you didn't have financial education in the past – It doesn't mean that you can't build financial education or a knowledge of finances at any point in your life. There's a wealth of information out there. And since you're listening to my podcast, hopefully you find some insights in my perspective on how you build wealth. Now, my response to somebody that's in their 50s and 60s for building wealth is is probably the same advice that I would give to anybody, no matter at what stage they're in, in their lives. And that includes somebody that's in their 20s is you need to create a savings plan. And most financial investors or financial educators recommend you saving anywhere from 30 to 60% of your income uh, to, to invest and build wealth. So that seems like a lot of money to people. But when I started my career uh, almost 15 years ago now, the first thing that I started doing was investing a small portion of my my income, just one or two percent. And then over time, as I got raises, I just ratcheted it up. So you don't have to a make these changes immediately if you don't have a lot of money now. One of the things I teach my son is that I mean he's he's not working yet. He's, he hasn't hit the workforce. He's he's just turned fifteen, and he's probably going to get a job this summer. And the thing that I'm trying to teach him is if you had if if somebody maxes out their Roth IRA, let's say that's five thousand dollars a year. So let's say you take you know $500 a month and you invest that in your Roth IRA and you keep putting money in there until you retire, you'll retire as a multimillionaire. It's that easy. 
And so I think people underestimate the power of money and compounding interest over time and the type of wealth that it can build. There's there's a, a guy that I follow named Mr. Money Mustache, and I'd recommend you going on to Google and just typing in Mr. Money Mustache. It's a guy that started his career and was living off of Top Ramen, and I think he was living with his parents, but he was saving every penny that he had for a decade. And after a decade, he retired in his mid-30s as a multimillionaire. So even if you're in your 50s, you need to realize that you can build a substantial amount of wealth over a short period of time and that you still have time to build your retirement now. It's also interesting to go look at a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Entrepreneurs have an interesting way of rebuilding wealth extremely quickly. I was reading a book not too long ago called Choose Yourself, and the gentleman in the book had lost his entire fortune two or three times, and then he got wealthy again two or three times. It's good to understand that many, many people at many points in their lives can lose all of their wealth. The challenge to you is to get back on the horse. It's kind of like the old adage, right? If, if you fall down, the best thing to do is pick yourself back up and to just keep going. So if you can pick yourself back up, even in your 50s, you can still build a reasonable amount of wealth by the time you hit retirement age, and you can still be successful. You just need to know how to build that savings plan. And so that savings plan, first of all, is understand that you need probably 30 to 60% of your income that you are going to save over the next 10 years. And to hit those goals, since all of us live within our means, you're going to have to find the money in your existing budget today that you can put off into that savings account. Now, habits are probably some of the hardest things to change, but they're also the most powerful in terms of the impact that you can make to your savings plan. So uh, a long time ago, when my wife and I first got together, and, and, and my wife is, is kind of brilliant, she looked at me and the old Jeep Cherokee that I was driving and how much money I was throwing away into trying to maintain it. And she said, hey, how come you just don't buy a new car? You would save a lot of money if you just had $300 a month on, on a new car instead of the thousands of dollars you're throwing away on this really old Jeep every single, you know, every other month to, to, to fix something in the engine or fix something in, in, in the main drivetrain. And I looked at her like, no, I just, I just don't have that, that kind of money. And she looked at me like I was stupid, and she was probably right. I, I did have that kind of money, and I had that money regularly on a month-to-month basis much more easily than I realized. And that's because I think most of us who live within our means, we don't realize the money that's leaving our budget on a day-to-day basis or a month-to-month basis. And so what I did is I sat down, and I built the budget in an Excel sheet, and I looked at this budget, and I found out, man, I'm paying $15 a month on three different video games. That's $45 a month that's that's leaving my account, and I'm not even playing these video games. So I canceled those accounts. And then I realized that I was going to the movies twice a week, every week, and, you know, when I go to the movies, I buy popcorn and soda just like anybody else. But that was two times a week. That was probably anywhere from $40 or $60 a week. So let's go $60 a week. That's 120 every two weeks. That's $240 for the month. So that's $240 plus the 45, that's that's almost $300 right there. And so instead of going to the movies twice a week, I went to the movies once every other month. I canceled those subscriptions. And instead of going out to dinner three or four times a week, I went out to dinner once a week. 
and I started eating at home substantially more. And so I freed up all of this money in my budget that I didn't realize was going to things that I didn't need. And after, after I changed that, I, I started having a lot more money in my budget and I was able to start taking the extra money. Not only did I, was I able to buy a new car, but I was able to take the extra money and start putting more and more of my money into my savings accounts. And I didn't do it all in one year. I didn't immediately say, hey, 60% of my income this year is magically going to disappear and go into my savings account. No, I took, I took the next couple years, and I, I use the word couple in my wife always corrects me on this. Couple means two. So I took the next several years. And when I say several years, I mean four or five years. It took the next five years and slowly ratcheted up my savings account number every single year. Every time I got a raise or every time I could fix my budget a little bit and find better habits to go do, save a little bit of money here or there. I started having more and more money into my cash accounts, which gave me more money to actually go invest and buy assets and be successful in my savings plan. And so that's what you need to do at any time period in your life, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s, or even your 60s, there's no reason you can't, as of today, take a good look at your budget, find opportunities to put money away for savings, and then make sure that you actually buy savings. So just just, just a word of caution, I had a friend of mine that we were having a conversation a couple weeks ago, and he had been he was so proud of himself for putting money into a Roth IRA. And I was like, oh, that's cool, man. It's, it's good to see someone at your age that's so young that's putting money into your Roth IRA. Well, where, where are all of your investments? And he gave me a blank stare. What, what do you mean, where are my investments? Well, you have your money in your IRA, right? Yeah, yes, I do. Um, so what are they invested in your IRA? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I just put my money into my IRA. Oh, what type of an account? What's, what's your account through? Is it through a brokerage institution like Fidelity or Vanguard or something? No, it's, it's, it's through my bank. So let's, let's look at your bank account real quick. So he pulls up his account and it's just a standard savings account. It's, it's an IRA. Sure. It's a Roth IRA, but it's not an account that you can actually buy assets and invest money. So what I had him do is I had him go to a brokerage institution like Fidelity and to go create a brokerage account. And then I had him go to his bank and transfer all the money out of his savings account into his brokerage account. So then he closed his savings account. He had all his money in his brokerage account. And then I sat down with him and taught him how to go and actually buy assets. Now you can buy assets, you you know, diversifying your portfolio is a good idea. So buying a diverse set of assets, whether that's stocks, bonds, precious metals, or, you know, some of the more cash heavy investments like real estate, you know, are all valid assets for earning money in your portfolio. But you have to actually make those investments. You can't just put money into a bank account. Putting money into a bank account these days with the 0.2% return on interest is like putting cash in a, in a mattress. So you need to take that money and actually invest it in something. So he did that, and that's, that's, that's great. So now he actually has assets that are making money for him. So what that means for everybody else is no matter what your age, if you're making these savings plans to put money and save part of your income and you're investing, you can still build a reasonable amount of wealth in a couple of decades. And so that's really, really good for for older individuals that are looking at themselves saying, man, I didn't do a good job savings when I was younger. So I think the takeaway of this whole, whole podcast is you have time to build wealth and you can build that wealth in 10 to 20 years 
your challenge right now, especially if you're later on in life, is you can't rely as much on compounding interest over the long run. So you have to have a better savings plan over the short run to meet your goals. And that doesn't mean stop putting money into your mortgage. It doesn't mean stop enjoying life the way you enjoy life. It just means you have to make adjustments. It means you have to change your habits. It means you have to hit your savings targets and you have to make sure that that money is invested in assets that can grow over time and you will be successful and you can make it to retirement with a reasonable amount of money that is saved up that will allow you to live hopefully very successfully through the latter parts of your life. Um, and the other thing that I really want to say is if you get a chance to go look at my anti-aging podcast, I really think that we're at a very unique time in history where we know a certain set of supplements. We know that intermittent fasting and good dietary control of our, our sugar levels and a good fitness routine can really help improve the quality of life later on in years, which means even if you're in your 50s and 60s, you have opportunities in other pieces of your life other than just in your finances to make these very large health improvements so that you can potentially, if you don't feel comfortable retiring in your mid-60s, maybe you'll still be in really good health and be able to retire in your mid-70s. And maybe part of your solution for <clears throat> your investment strategy is I'm not going to retire in my 60s because I don't have the wealth that I want to retire with. But if I invest now, I can invest for 20 years and then maybe retire in my mid-70s and really be able to have the finances that I want for the rest of my life and, and be able to live comfortably on, on those investments that I've, I've taken a good 20 years to go build. So I think the takeaway is, is nowadays you have time. Just make sure you have those savings plans. Maybe you need to reevaluate certain other things in your life as well, but you can still be successful and you can still have a good retirement uh, by the time you, you hit that age and you're ready for it. So thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or comments, as always, please reach out to me on social media. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, I look forward to talking to you in the future. This is James McDuffie, Perspectives.